We roll them. We are. Jeremy Williams here from uh, Torture Recording Studios and um, just done a session with Simon Gardner. Simon, welcome. Thank you, Jeremy. Yeah. Pleasure um, to be here. Yeah. As always. So uh, Simon's, um, it's great to have him here because he uh, has sort of influenced my life. Um, about 20 years ago, I was um, going to be a... You were happy <laughs> 20 years ago and then you met me. And, then you and also, became... I was on a path to earning more money. <laughs> And so Simon so dragged him down. Yes, yes. yes. Sorry, I won't interrupt. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm earning much less than I would have, like my, like our other grammar friends. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yes, right there. Anyway, so Simon went to the guitar school, which, and he he took the guitar to a level that I hadn't seen before. And even though we had totally different styles, hmm. um, this sort of amazed me that you could. I just loved. We talked about being obsessive before, hmm. and so. I love the idea of drenching myself and going, you know, so much further. Hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I embarked on becoming a musician and went to GIT, same as in Los Angeles, same as Simon. Um, and yeah, I've been a musician for about 20 years and um, done different things. And um, But yeah, Simon and I hadn't spoken for 12 or 15 years. Hmm. And, um, and then just with the studio, he's come back as a producer and now his solo album, which is, which is fun. Um, so, yeah, so welcome to Altry. It's As I said, it's great to have you back in. It's wonderful to be here. It's always a, a, just such a beautiful environment to, to work in. It's, you know, just it's very fluid. I feel really relaxed when I come here so I can yeah. just sort of get into my work space yeah, and, yeah, with yeah. my mind. And, yeah. and um, you know, like today, trucking, uh, tracking drums, just like... It's just easy. We get straight down to work. Yeah, get yeah. The job done. So it's really and it's enjoyable. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So um, because that makes a difference, doesn't it, when you're massive. recording? Yeah, yeah, it makes a massive difference. Um, your environment is such. I mean, let's face it. Anyone can record anywhere, anything now, and get production values um, that far surpass you know what was available in the golden era. Yeah, um, yeah. Now that doesn't necessarily mean, obviously, that it sounds as good as it did in, say, the golden era of four-track recording or whatever. Yeah. Um, because the skill level required to make great sounds and great music is still not an easy thing to come by, and it requires a lot of work. So. Yeah. Um, but my point is, is that what you've done here is you've created effectively an environment that. Uh, is very very conducive to work, and as far as I understand it as well, like today we were tracking some effect, effectively sort of heavy metal style drumming. Um, I've done my project here with John Fegan as well, um, which was like a folk folk rock sort of country type of vibe, bluesy. And I understand like the other weekend you had some students of mine in here, yeah, yeah, Threadwire, um, thread and those mm. guys are you know four on the floor rock and roll group, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. So you've got all this great variety of stuff mm. coming out of a. You know, out of one room, I think that's that speaks volumes of the type of atmosphere you've got, which is very inclusive. It's not, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's been interesting um, how some of these bands, you know, whether it's punk or heavy metal or whatever, still do, still do respond to the vibe. Mm. So in my mm. stereotyped mind, I think, okay, you know, if you're into really loud music, you wouldn't appreciate 
a koala or a bird, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. But but I've heard them like even though I haven't even done the session, I've heard yeah. them commenting on stuff like that. I think you it, know the, the feeling. Yeah. Well, the heart of at the heart of all artists in my mind, I think, and of course this is a generalisation, as tortured as artists can be, um, I think at the heart of all artists, they love quiet places. Yeah. They love that quietness because that gives them gives them time to think and make balance with their thoughts and mm. feelings and and. Uh, create and the whole creative process yeah and i think it doesn't matter if you're a heavy metal player a crazy heavy metal player mm. or you're a jazzer or you're an older folk singer like john you need that that quiet space and i think mm. that's what you provide here and you in particular you have a very calming influence on people i feel okay, so uh, you know and it's a very um your personality is very is to me is very reflected in your whole studio. So this okay, is very nice. much an expression of of who you are and how you see things. And again, it's it's very inclusive, but it's not generic. So it's mm. not that like you've got some generic space that any that any you know that that's got nothing about it. The feeling here is that it is inclusive, yeah, and right, I think nice. that's why artists respond to it all, all across all genres. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So, well done, mate. That's why oh, it's thanks. always a pleasure to, to come here. You yeah. Know? And so I'll be coming back with some more artists soon. Yeah. So, and, you know, hopefully some of my stuff at some point. So Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to um, dig into your thought processes. Um, so I don't know where to start. But, um, well, we could start with what you're doing at the moment. You're finishing off uh, a solo album, yeah, right? Yeah, my fifth solo album. Yeah. Um, probably... Uh, you know, um, a long time coming and a little overdue for me. Yeah. But because of the nature of, um, you know, sort of balancing um, having a, a small business and family and, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the times you sort of put yourself last in the chain. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you do require that quiet space and you yeah. do require um, time, which I think as the older we get, time becomes the commodity, less mm. than the finances. So time is this, this currency yeah, that yeah. you trade in. Um, yeah, yeah. And it sort of... Because you've got four kids, don't you? Four kids, yeah, yeah married with four kids. Yeah. And my wife's just started working, which is fantastic for her because she's been looking after the kids for so long. Yeah. Um, and so we're getting a really nice balance at the moment, but we're sort of having to work our work our way through it because there is a lot to balance. Yeah. And um, as you know, working for yourself is, even if you've got people around you, it's 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 a 24-7 thing. Yeah. It's, it's, your, whole, it's your whole life. And even mm. when you get away from it, you're... Especially like for me, my name is on the business, so yeah, it's hard. It's, it, it's really difficult. Yeah, sometimes gotta, I curse it, other times I'm really, really happy about it. Yeah. So it's just you know, it, it ebbs and flows. I think like you were saying before. Yeah. So there's that um, potentially dysfunctional pull to obsessiveness at times. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And yeah. I, but I, I, like I said before, I really think that if you were to look at any really, really successful and special people in society through the ages, particularly artists, um, they are by and large not very nice people, not because they're not kind of heart, but because they're really, they're, they're not expressive on a, a normal mundane, or for lack of a better word, mundane level, Yeah. yet they're incredibly expressive with through their art. So they say with their art and their music what they couldn't say 
elsewhere. And there is a, a great quote, I can't remember who said it, but you know, it was music expresses that which can't be expressed yeah, any other expresses way. Expresses the inexpressible, yeah. Yeah, expresses the inexpressible. So, mm. um, Plato. I think, is that Plato? There you oh, go. Probably, he yeah. did, he, yeah, he was, wasn't, you know, he's not very influential. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're certainly not as much as yourself. <laughs> well, that's right, yeah. So people often compare me to Plato. <laughs> and I've been oh, quite offended. But, no, seriously speaking, um, it's such a beautiful quote and such a, it, and it's so true. It's just a, a real truth to me. Yeah. Um, so for me, talking about my album, my al- this album is so uh, important for me to get done um, because... As you, when you do solo records and you're not a, a, a full-time artist, it's you really do it as a personal investment yes. and you do it as, as of, of your own volition, your own mm. finances. And you, I never really begrudge that. That that just sort of is just a, a leveraging point, if that makes sense. Having finances and things like that to be able to do projects is, is a goal. Yeah. So, so you can do your project. Where, yeah. the, where the real, where the, the, the real meat of the sandwich so to speak is what you play the, the compositions what they when i hear them back what did they did they capture what i was trying to get them to do this record's a lot like my first record okay. and it's um it's got a lot more it's got a lot of fire on it it's got a mm. lot more playing and it's got a lot more um uh it's a bit more experimentation it's it's uh, my last record was very, very cultured to a particular goal with that record. What was that? Um, that was just to create short compositions, instrumental compositions that were had really strong melodies. So I really wanted to create something that was like a Shadows type of record, yeah, but okay. in a rock setting because I'm a rock player. Yeah. Um, and um, that was the goal with that and to work with the producer, which I'd never, ever done before, which I really, really enjoyed. Okay. And um, it's definitely my best sounding record to date. It's fantastic sound. Uh, but this new record, I think, um, is really, uh, is really, it's going to, it's really special to me. When I hear tracks off it, it's a really nice reflection of where I was when I wrote those tracks. So I think for me, artistically, you... I would I listen back and I go well that's a successful piece because I feel that that transferred I'm getting my point across with that mm. now obviously you can't control what other people think of your music and you don't want them either they need to be fresh open ears and you know we all love to be uh, you know uh, omnipresent and overlords in everyone's life with our music but the truth is is that it's actually nice that we're not and yeah. when people hear your music for the first time like when I saw your clip and listen to you sing so I've never really heard, heard you sing before and play you what I heard was very was I hate using the word synergistic it's a bit of, you know but it was very synergistic with how I see you and the surrounds here and everything so yeah, it was yeah. a really good uh, consistent you know uh, um, consistent expression yeah right you know what I mean mm. which I love you yeah, know yeah yeah so if of... you're running around in a devil suit and, and playing crazy country music and you know with with busted guitars that are out of tune i'd be like well that's a bit weird you know that's, yeah i wouldn't say necessarily would wouldn't necessarily dislike it but you mm. know so it's kind of when you say that it reminds me of when um eric clapton went back to blues mm, mm. like after his son died yeah he sort of he started playing blues again and i'd only followed him a bit in the distance but as soon as he went back to it, I just thought, yeah, that's him. Mm, yeah. That, that's how it felt to me. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, there's a really strong identity there as an mm. artist, but also as a person. And I think that's kind of they're kind of the same thing. In yeah. Way. And um, I think with my new record, I've, and even the photos I've got done for the new record and the album cover and that, it's like, yep, that 
that guy there in that, in that photo, that music sounds like him. Mm. And and I, I, I don't know if it's, it's probably the first time out of all my records that I've gone, yeah, I can see that and I can hear it. It's almost like I've become detached from it. Yeah, yeah. And that's a really nice feeling because that feel, makes me feel really confident about it. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if everyone in the whole world just goes, man, this is the worst thing I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. Or if everyone in the whole world goes, that's just unbelievable. It's yeah. beautiful and it makes me feel special. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, because either way, I'm happy. I'm I'm yeah. I, I'm happy with it. Lots and all. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. For its flaws and for its for its perfection as well. You know, so that whole, you know, swirling sort of bag of all sorts of stuff. That is, yeah, you know, yeah. Little microcosm, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, when when you said this latest piece, change tempo and change time signature. <laughs> I thought, yeah. Oh, and also it's full <laughs> of fire. I thought Simon's back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I never felt like I was really gone. Yeah, I was yeah. using, you know, I think... It certainly felt very you anyway, is what it, I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's what it feels to me. And that's what, I think that's why I feel really energised about it. Because yeah, it's, um, it, it, I feel like, yeah, I've almost, I don't know, it sounds really cliche, but I feel like I've sort of found myself through this music. It's become yeah. a bit of a healing thing for me and a yeah, bit of, of a... Uh, uh, a recalibration... Yeah. Of me as a person. Okay. So, again, if I if I'm making music and it's doing that to me, then that's that's I couldn't ask for anything more than mm. that. It makes me a better person to be around at home. Yeah, yeah. My wife, my kids, makes me a better leader at work and to set a better example and to be a better a better uh, friend to mm. my friends. Yeah, yeah. Just to be a better person all around. And yeah. so that you know, again, that, that all sounds almost like a religious thing. I know, but, I know what you but mean, yeah. it's a very deep thing, and yeah, it's yeah. Um, yeah, well, it's, it's like what I was saying. Bef- yeah. yeah, it's like what I was saying before. How, yeah, I just felt better to practice. Yeah, it's like mm. even though there's no, not really any outcome because I'm not really trying to get better mm. per se. It's nice to get better, but it's but more than getting better is just the meditation of, yeah. as you know, going up and down the scales and yeah, things like I, that. I, the aesthetic of scales and practice and and um, uh, the discipline. I love. I've always loved all of that. I don't know. If, um, why I've loved that straight away when I started playing guitar and I learnt my first scale I was obsessed with that scale yeah right um, what was that blues G, no G major scale okay and my teacher said to me Rick Purdy at the time said the grammar guy yeah yeah and um, he said to me uh, well look I'll play these chords and I've, these are words that I've used myself many many times so yeah. it may have twisted over times but, uh, but basically he said I'll play these chords in the key of G, and you can play anything from that scale that you just played that you want. Yeah. Try it. And so I did. And I, and straight away, I just started improvising with the scale. I'm sure it was pretty awful missing notes and that. But in my mind, all of a sudden, it was like a light bulb went mm. off. Hold on, this, this, this is so big. Mm. This is so amazing. This mm. is so incredible. I used to play it all the time, like I, as much as I could, all mm. the time. Mm. I never needed to be asked to not play guitar. Yeah. You know? But I loved, I loved that aspect of it, the technical aspect, the aesthetic of the technique, the the, the way my fingers looked when I played scales, and the mm. sound, the oral aesthetic of a scale. It's just a beautiful, the intervallic pattern of all of the notes to create different scales. And then when I started to understand what modes were, oh, you know, it's just, it really is, you know, it's almost like I can see those sounds. 
you yeah, know. Right. They're beautiful. They're mm. just so beautiful and colourful. You know? yeah. Even though I'm hideously colour blind, right. to me, I use the word colourful. I don't know what colours I'm seeing. But yeah, you yeah. hear in three dimensions. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's what it feels like anyway. Mm. So, but, um, so, yeah. Yeah, so one of the things that um, kind of I've always admired and what's appealed to me about what you do, um, as I said, even though it's a totally different genre, it's that um, you kind of had that discipline thing happening. And, and I made that joke about your itinerary with the band and about how... <laughs> No band, any band would tell me to fuck off. Yeah. If I presented them, you know, even with a rehearsal schedule, let alone an itinerary yeah. for the rehearsal. Yeah. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, that kind of, um, yeah, I always admired that. Thank you. That, that yeah. sort of pursuit of that. Yeah. Because it, it is a pursuit because it's not something that, it's, it's not something in my mind mm. that you just do. It's actually something you learn. So you learn your discipline just like you learn how to practice. It's like... Um, you learn how to study. I remember, uh, my, you know, my dad going, just go downstairs and study. Don't, what are you doing up here? Don't, you don't watch TV. Go downstairs and stay. We're paying all this money to send you to school. And um, I remember one day I, I just said, I don't know how to study. I don't know what that means. I, what do I do? Do I just read? And um, all he said was, uh, well, if you don't know by now, you never <laughs> <laughs> So the big lesson there is, that, and like this is something I, I really tell my students is that, you know, learning, uh, but practice and discipline and programs. Like I give students programs to base their week around. Okay, it's some sort of like framework. a schedule. Yeah, like a schedule, mm. and it's but it's a framework that can bend, and and you've got to be flexible as you know because you know um, life life happens. Life happens. Mm. You'll have commitments. Um, you know, a good TV show will be on that you'll want to watch. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and a good TV show that you want to watch might be something that's actually really good for your brain. Believe yeah, it or yeah. not, it might yeah, be good yeah. for all your yeah. creativity. So there are all sorts of pockets of things that are good for you to do. Flexibility is really important. But what you learn, I think, through your discipline is that, like you said earlier, when you're doing that for that three minute interval, or like the old GIT technique, you know, the three minute intervals, which I still prescribed to everyone I do myself which is three minutes on one minute off oh really of one or two uh very very small ideas okay yeah I forgot that yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) I can't even remember if they still taught that when I was there yeah I went through in 93 yeah but but yeah not a bad idea you're in new school (laughs) um so um but that was the whole Howard Roberts technique was that you you know adult concentration span is at, is at maximum three minutes. Mm. So the idea is to do perfect practice, yeah, and and not to not to play rubbish. Don't just do things that you can do because you'll never actually get better. Yeah. Or conversely to that, if you set yourself a task for a particular session, just do that, mm. and that's where the discipline comes in. So you go, okay, well, I want to get better at my minor pentatonic scales, mm. and I want to play them like Eric Johnson. Right, so what do I do? I just I've got to find a small minor pentatonic phrase, the smallest one I can, and start working on it with a metronome measure, a metronome figure that's here for only two to three minutes maximum. Mm. But I do that two to three minute interval perfectly for X amount of times. Mm. So what I'm doing is I'm actually practicing perfection, um, mm. or uh, trying to pursue the perfection of technique. So. I'm Always practicing diligence and quality. Mm. So, and um, that, I think um, other 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 um, sort of streams of uh, um, 
thinking or, or education call it deliberate practice. So okay. every it, the difference between playing and practicing is there's quite a difference between them. Yeah. Conversely, if you have set aside, say, you know, um, on this these programs or scaffolds or schedules that I give uh, my students from time to time, if they request it or if they recommend that they get one, um, they will um, always advocate two to three days a week of just setting aside a session to play something. Just play. Mm. It actually says free play. Yeah, do yeah. what you want. Yeah, I agree with that too. But when you go to free play, free play. Don't go trying to do your scales. So mm. that, that's where the discipline comes in and yeah. that's where you can find your balance. So, yeah. you know, it's not all about scales and technique, even though we know that's like the core sort of fundamental to get a good sound happening. Mm. But it's really, it's about managing all of these things in a massive, massive subject that you'll be learning about for the rest of your life mm. and, and sort of work with. And, and learning that discipline of being able to do that is something that takes many years to do. Yeah. I mean, look at Steve Vai. I mean, it, I mean that guy is quite, you know, not that I know Steve Vai, but I've, you know, I used to be a massive fan of his, and I still love him very much. But he's had an amazing influence on on me. By I love his music, but I love reading and and listening to him talk mm. about music and practice and things like that, and his whole mentality. You know, it's that. Uh, you know, I, I just it's, think it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Yeah. It's very beautiful. That aesthetic, you know, the aesthetic of that, that's attractive to me. He strikes yeah. me as quite a disciplinarian as well. Yeah, like, did he used to practice seven or eight hours a day? Beg your pardon? Didn't he used to practice seven, eight hours oh, a day? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, when I was a GIT, we, we, I used to sleep with the guitar. I yeah. Sundays up to 16 hours of, yeah. of the guitar in my hands. Not all, not all metronome practice, but playing at a, like, one of the live playing workshops, you go... You walk to the you know, the cafeteria with the guitar around, have something to eat, get food all over your guitar, <laughs> go to another class, or yeah. go back to the to Martinville and and uh, and play and you know jam and you know drink beer and jam and then fall asleep <laughs> somewhere and then and but you'd have a guitar there so yeah nice you know yeah that's you know that's pretty amazing to do that so um, yeah it's interesting because that three minute interval idea it's kind hmm. of like. It gives you something you can you can achieve because I know a lot of students they get overwhelmed and think oh I'm too busy but yeah. three minutes you think okay I can do three minutes exactly you mm. know it's there's a it's it's that three minutes of of complete concentration mm. and I quite often say particularly for very busy adults because uh, they're usually the worst as yeah. far as practice goes yeah they okay. like they like to play they don't like to practice. Mm. and invariably I've been doing this for so long surely I must be better by now <laughs> it can't be that hard um, <laughs> see people do it all the time um, I try and play my guitar every day and it's like well how much are you actually practicing what mm. do you actually practice show me tell me what you're doing mm. you know and almost almost 100% of the time they're sitting around just playing stuff Start right. to finish, full of holes and mistakes, and they'll repeat that over and over and over again. So, so, so what do you think the principle running that is? That that practice is hard work, and I don't want to do hard work after work. I there, there could be some of that. Um, their practice is possibly hard work. That just playing guitar is a challenging thing to do. Playing yeah. any musical instrument is a 
very, very difficult thing to do yeah. uh, by its own design. You don't need to make it as a teacher. The thing that I try and do is be as absolutely crystal clear and simplistic with my approach as possible, sometimes mm. a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. But quite literally, my, for me, my definition of, of technique is the way your finger presses down the note and you pick or finger strikes the string to create a sonorous mm. sound, like a, a, a lovely sound on your guitar. And then from that one note, you effectively build other notes mm. and you start to work outwardly from there. So it's always almost like a nebulaic or, an, or a nebulous type effect. It's not linear. So we don't sort of learn one note on one string and then one note on the next string and they go, oh, look, you've mastered that string. You know, like a lot of methods do that. They're very linear. By the time you finish this book, you'll be a guitarist. Mm. Good work. You know, <laughs> it's not like that. It's no. it's it's as you know, being you know a musician yourself. You know, you're always always learning, and it's always there'll be one day you'll be doing something at this style over here, one day over there, one day over there. But they'll always come back to some fundamentals, and there are fundamentals that are run through everything you do with music in my mind. One of them is technique, like I said, how you how you actually play the guitar, the mechanical aspect of it. Two, probably your greatest asset, which is linked directly to your technique and the sound you make out of your guitar, is your ears and how you hear it and decipher the sounds. And that listening is where you hear rhythm and time. And without time, it's not music. Mm. It's just sound. So it's you've got these three sort of very, very basic but totally interconnected principles that you can work on in a very, very fundamental way, but with all sorts of content. So there's all sorts of music that you could use to develop any one of those or all three of them at any given time. So that's massive. That is, when you think about it, you know, that is, that is an enormous lifetime's worth of work. Well, it is for me. Maybe I'm a bit slow on the uptake. I don't know, but for me... That, that's like it's a whole universe of it's like a cosmos of music and technique and everything. I, I hear that and see that in guys like Eric Johnson, guys, all the great artists of all genres, I see that dedication and love and understanding that they don't understand, that it's just this massive work, that this process that yeah. you just do. Yeah. And you know that. Mm. Like it just never stops. And that's before you were saying, I admire the way that you uh, are inspired to learn. Mm. And for me, uh, like I said before, sort of half tongue in cheek is I've never thought I'm very good at this. Yeah. And I should always just try and keep trying to keep getting better because I just really do love it. I love the connection with one of the reasons I've got a Les Paul, apart from the fact it sounds crazy, it connects me. That guitar connects me to something that's so dear to me yes. with, um, with with great music with Led yep. Zeppelin and yeah, Jimmy yeah. Page. Yeah, so yeah. it's iconic to me for that to have that connection. The reason I got a universe is because I saw a picture of it with Steve Vai and I went, I mean, that, having that is my link to that. And obviously it grows from there. You put your own personality and your own um, nuances to it. But there's, you know, there's a lot of a lot of that that that's still very strong in me. My connections with that, like, yeah. so I just feel like I'm part of the line, part of the fabric. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You're Which doing I like. Bit. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. You know, I like sort of like that. Um, I've got two questions. Um, yeah. One, unfortunately, I've got another job to go. Yeah, that's okay. Um, Lucky so, you. I'm yeah. gonna have some lunch. I know. Um, 
I'd love to keep this going over yeah. some Vogue's. Yeah, yeah. So maybe cool. a part B. Yeah. Um, so I've just got two questions. Sure. The second question is, I might get you to play some if that's all right. Okay. Just on, on my, is that guitar okay? This guitar is beautiful, yeah. Okay. Um, but just before we do that, I, yeah. so I've got a whole lot of questions I'll have to ask for next time. Yeah. Um, but it, but I noticed in, this is just a technical thing, so yeah. it may not interest everyone, but I noticed that you've got quite light, light touch, your left hand. Oh, okay, yeah. Very light touch. Is that... That's something I've kind of worked on a bit with students. Yeah. Um, deliberately, is that something you've deliberately worked on, or do you think that's just hours and hours of practice? Um, I just I, I saw you playing some video and just your hands are barely touching. Yeah, I. I've just for some reason I don't I always just thought that's what you did. Yeah. Because it, it gives you the ultimate start point yeah. to play lightly. To be relaxed. Yeah, it's, it's less muscle tension. Yeah, so less muscle tension, but dynamically, musically, you've got somewhere to go. Yeah. That you just, it, you tend to, I tend to feel a bit more in control when I play lightly. Yeah. And, but to be truthful, I play the way I play, um, like, like I say, I'm always trying to get better. I don't, like, I don't feel like much of a guitar player <laughs> 99% of the time. I yeah. really don't. Yeah, it's um, But I, what, dictates my playing is how it sounds one thing i think i've become much much better at over the years is being able to listen to the sound and become my sound okay so it's sort of i don't think about my fingers unless this uh unless there's something striking going on with my hand i.e um it gets a sharp pain well, my fingers are really sore because i've been practicing a lot yeah i don't think about my hand that way okay i just think I listen to my sound, and if I play really lightly, it yields a certain sound that I find quite nice. Yeah, yeah. Just like if I dig in really hard with my pick, it, it creates a certain sound. So if you play lightly with your left hand, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, okay. so, yeah. so it, it just depends on, on the sound that you're after. Some guitarists, um, like, you know, a classic example of, the, of a, what people could, used to call a heavy-handed guitar player, which is not a good... Uh, description of him because he's just to me the one of the most fluid and beautiful guitar players was Steve Ray Vaughan. Okay. Um, but people, he was such a visceral sort of guitar player. Yeah. I know that's a bit of a oxymoron because it's, but it, he was such a physical player. Um, but people just say he's just heavy strings. He'd mm. hit so hard, he'd break picks and strings and all that sort. Of. Dick Dale is another one. You know, those guys are so it's, physical, it's, right? Tommy Manuel seems pretty heavy. Is that he's, right? Um, he's apparently his guitar. I don't know him, and I don't know. Um, I know. I know who he is. I mean, yeah. the guy's an icon. Yeah. Um, but I, I've heard that his guitar setups are very, very light. Are they? Okay. Very, very fast and very, very light, mm. um, which helps him to get around them easier. Yeah. Which again, you know, that's neither here nor there. That's what works for him, and yeah, that's what yeah. he does. And uh, I watched a video of him on. On um, friend face the other day, and uh, it you know it was just sublime how awesome. I think it was uh, Day Tripper, just him playing solo Day Tripper, and it's like man, it's amazing. That's why it? like, that's why I don't feel like I'm a very good guitarist. So <laughs> yeah, no. that's why I'm going to play this for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> that's about all I got. So we can do something. Um, we can do something for you. Oh, whatever you want to do. It could be for your students, could be for your new album, whatever you'd like to play. I do love Bossa Nova. Okay.
thanks for giving us hopefully just part A. Yeah. <laughs> pleasure, mate. My pleasure indeed. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. rarely do you get to a chance to actually um, talk about this sort of stuff at any in any length. Yeah, I, with I have a, a colleague, you know. Yeah, so it's yeah. just not you don't get that chance. Yeah, yeah. You know, so which is uh, very nice. Well, I have about 90 minutes in my head of much more in-depth questions. So, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm up for it, man. Um, so, yeah. So, thanks thanks very much. My pleasure. Um, and, um, yeah, looking forward to uh, you doing some more stuff here and yeah. the new John Fegan album. And yeah. Stuff. John Marty Spinks and John yep. Fegan. Absolutely. Yep.